Now, I know that kids can say some pretty crazy stuff. For those of you that have kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Not the darndiest thing crazy. Like, as in that old show hosted by pre-rape Cosby where kids talk about boogers and poop. But crazy like, I guess we gotta find a good shrink. Kind of crazy. But in my case, I'm starting to think I need to find a good exorcist. We've been getting a fair amount of snow recently. As a kid, I'd used to see snow as a white gold gift from God that got me out of school and gave me all kinds of fun things to do outside. As an adult, the second I see a snowflake, I'll start cursing my existence. Oh, great. You mean I get to wake up at the ass crack of dawn to go outside and shovel my driveway for an hour? And I still have to drive to work and likely get into an accident. Wow, thanks Jack Frost, you little freaking jerk. My daughter is in paradise while I'm trying to figure out what sins I have committed in my past to warrant such punishment. Anyways, we had a decent snowfall not too long ago. Thank God, it was on a Friday night. That meant I didn't have to go to work the next day. Saturday morning, after my hour of hard labor shoveling, I decided to spend the day with my daughter in the snow. And now, a quick description of my daughter. She is literally the cutest five-year-old ever. Now, I know most parents think that about their kids, but in this case, I'm right and you're wrong. She seems like she's permanently happy, and she has this crazy ability to cheer up whoever is around her. She's in perma-skip mode, to the point that I question whether she even knows how to walk properly. She's the most precious thing I've ever seen in my life. So when she asked me if I would build her a snow fort, what was my answer? Your daddy is going to build you a damn snow fort Knox. It took me a lot longer than I thought it would. The thing collapsed twice, which made me begin to second guess whether I was being a responsible parent or not. The idea of having child protective services called because my snow fort didn't meet the proper building codes popped into my head. But on my third attempt, I began to recall memories of my youth and was able to build the most rugged snow fort ever built. It was almost like a giant igloo but with windows cut out so you can attack intruders with a shitload of snowballs. I climbed to the top and was able to jump up and down without any problems. That'll do, pig. My daughter was ecstatic when she saw it, letting out a squeal and clapping her mittens together. We moved her tea table and chairs along with her close posse of toys into the fort to make it more like a snow home. She gave me a big hug and kiss and kept telling me how great it was, like I had just gifted her a Ferrari. She played in that fort for the entire day. I eventually went inside to veg out on the couch, but my wife and I periodically check on her. She had placed some of her lesser-like toys outside of the fort to be the invading army she was guarding against, and she was having a blast. The sun began to set, and when I called her out for her to come in for dinner, she immediately exited and skipped her way inside. We were having chicken nuggets and mac and cheese for dinner. That's one of the benefits of having children. You get to eat like a little kid without being judged. My daughter was excitedly telling us about her snow fort war stories. Mr. Potato Head was the enemy general. He wanted to invade and take over her tea table. My wife and I nodded along with her story, occasionally chipping in a wow or really to show how impressed we were with her vigilance. And he almost got in. 
He almost got my tea. I managed to keep him out, she told us proudly. She paused and added, the man with no head said Potato Head wanted to kill us slow, but I told him Mr. Potato Head would never do that. Her voice trailed off at that last part. My wife and I nearly spit out our food. Who said what? My wife asked in disbelief. My daughter bowed her head like kids do when they're embarrassed or ashamed. The man with no head, she answered timidly, barely above a whisper. My wife and I exchanged glances. Who told you about that nonsense? The kids at school? I asked more firmly than I should have. My daughter bowed her head even more and her lips began to tremble. That immediately broke my heart. Here my precious five-year-old was telling us how great of a day she had, but now she was about to break out into tears. I felt guilty for sounding harsh and moved my chair over to her and put my hand on her shoulder. Oh no, baby, it's okay. You're not in trouble and we're not mad, I said, much more gently than before. Who told you about the man with no head? Nobody did, Daddy, she said, sniffling. She wiped her nose with her arm. Okay, I replied, unsure what else to say. Well, who told you about such an awful thing? About killing people slowly? He he did, Dad, she stammered on the verge of breaking down. My wife and I exchanged glances once more. Well, that's not real, sweetie, okay? My wife said, putting her hand on the other shoulder. Now finish up. We need to get you ready for bed. Once our daughter had done the nightly ritual of bathing, putting on pajamas, brushing her teeth, getting into bed, receiving a nightly story, and eventually passing out, my wife and I had a talk about what had just happened. We eventually decided that everything was fine. As I said before, kids say some pretty crazy stuff. I guess such active imaginations must eventually spit out something dark every once in a while. A phase? Nothing to worry about. After the weekend, school was still closed, so my daughter was able to stay home, to her great enjoyment. My wife and I took turns staying home to watch her. Every day, she'd go out to her fort to play. She'd spend every minute she could out there, almost like she was possessed. Over time, however, I began to notice a change in her. She wasn't smiling as much. Her skip had turned into a sullen walk. She wasn't the happy girl that I liked to brag about anymore. We'd ask her what was wrong, but she wouldn't answer. In fact, she stopped saying much of anything. Maybe it wasn't a nothing-to-worry-about phase like we originally thought. We began talking about seeing if there was someone she could talk to because she definitely wasn't talking to us. I was tucking her in one night when she finally opened up. Daddy, can you make him go away? She asked, sounding miserable. Make who go away, honey? I asked gently, stroking her arm. The man with no head. I sighed. He's not real, sweetie, I assured her, hiding that I was slightly disturbed by the idea. She sniffed, and looked away towards her window. He is, Daddy, she said, her voice quivering. He tells me such bad things. I don't like him. See, right there. How can he talk to you with no head? I asked, trying to sound playful. It didn't work. He says it here. She answered, pointing to her head. 
She looked at me pleadingly and like only I could release her from this torment. He says you don't love me, that you hate me and I wish I was dead. I sat back astonished. What? Oh honey, no, that's not true. You, you know that's not true, don't you? I asked. I put my hand behind her head on the pillow. Look at me, Amanda. You're the most amazing little girl that I know and your mommy and I love you so much. There isn't anything in the world we wouldn't do for you. You know that, right? She waited for a moment, then nodded. Good. You know what you should say to that meanie if he comes around again? She sniffed. What? You tell them that he is a poop-faced liar and your daddy is going to beat him up if he comes back here. She started giggling, which is exactly the effect I was looking for. Referencing poop fixes 90% of problems with little kids. I love you, honey. I said, planting a kiss on her forehead. Good night. Good night, Daddy, she said, smiling and squeezing her teddy. That night, my wife and I decided we needed to find a child psychologist. The next day, lo and behold, it snowed again. And school was canceled again. It was my turn to stay home. My wife's an ER doctor, so getting time off is difficult for her. After breakfast, like clockwork, my daughter head outside to the snow fort. I cleaned up and began getting ready to do some lovely shovel work. It wasn't long before my daughter rushed back inside. She had tears streaming down her pink face and looked terrified. He, he, he didn't like that, daddy, she sobbed. She held out a folded up piece of paper in her shaking hand. He, he, he said give this to you. Alarmed, I grabbed the paper and unfolded it. On it, written in jagged writing, I'll cut your fucking throat while your whore daughter and wife watch. I immediately called the police who arrived in less than 10 minutes. They didn't find anything around the house or in the fort, but they told me that they'd received multiple phone calls like this. They told me to keep my doors locked and to keep a phone on me at all times. I destroyed the snow fort not long after they left. For those of you living in the Boston area, keep your kids indoors. He comes when it snows.